tonight. It's the Nebraska Football Show, right here on the Husker Sports Network. Lee's in motion. They snap it back. Ramsey flips it out the hole, trying to get around the right side. He's hit and drop. He'll lose about a half a yard of the play. Good job by Nebraska sliding over there. It was Ty Robinson, the first Husker on the scene. It'll be third down of three, and Fitz will send the punt team on. A weekly look inside the Cornhusker football program. Beatrice turns, hands it off straight up to Goodson. Hit in the backfield and drop. He'll lose another yard. Boy, the Huskers have just collapsed a lot of those plays up front. Snacks, Damian Daniels, the first to get up and let everybody know he was in on that tag. Tonight, defensive line coach, Tony Tuioti. Third and 12, Plummer gets the snap. Huskers send the blitz and they hit him and drop him again. Down he goes, Ben Stilley with a sack for the Cornhuskers. Stilley went right around the center, just worked him over. Proudly brought to you by Channel. Channel Seedsman plays products to perform across Nebraska. Get expert advice that yields results at channel.com. Now here's the host of the Nebraska Football Show, Ben McLaughlin. Thank you and welcome to the Nebraska Football Radio Hour. Shortened hour, but should still be productive nonetheless. Waiting for Coach Tuioti to, to join us here tonight on the program. Talking some Husker football, specifically Nebraska defensive line and the improvement that that group has made, which has been pretty tremendous to think about where this group was before the season and how many bodies they needed to replace up front, the three starters with uh, Darian Daniels and the Davis brothers uh, graduating last year and a lot of new faces uh, relied on to fill the snaps up front on Nebraska's defensive line this year, led by Nebraska's senior Ben Stilley. Huskers will get after the Minnesota Golden Gophers on Saturday at 11 a.m. here in Lincoln. So look forward to that uh, as Nebraska tries to answer their win last week that they had over Purdue, 37-27, the final over the Boilermakers. So we'll see if the Huskers can get their first back-to-back wins here in the 2020 season. Number to join us into the show, 531-500-4686. That is our Woodhouse Auto Family hotline, bringing you more choices in brands, locations, and service. Experience the difference. Purchase with confidence. This is Woodhouse. Also want to thank our uh, great sponsors here at Midwest Ford, offering you an awesome prize this football season. All you have to do is enter a photo showing your Husker pride or vote for your favorite photo, and you could be the winner of a $50 Husker gift card. Enter and vote today at facebook.com slash Huskers. One interesting thing that's come out uh, on Nebraska football's camp this week has been senior day. You kind of lose track of that stuff with no fans and um, the altered media schedule this year with uh, COVID-19. There is, and I guess the the biggest factor here is that um, eligibility is not counted this year. So, Theoretically, all of these players could come back if they so choose, but uh, none of that conversation taking excuse me place just yet. We're still waiting to hear after the season's over uh, how many, if any, of the seniors will return for 2021. But this week, 17 seniors will be honored in the pregame festivities at Memorial Stadium, although no fans will be there. Hopefully their families can be uh, in attendance. Ten players of those 17 have been here for five or more seasons and 246 combined starts for that group. There is one senior that uh, has already said that he is not going to participate in the post 
or the pregame festivities with Minnesota, and that leads me to believe he will come back for another season, that being Nebraska kicker Connor Culp, the graduate transfer from LSU. So could see uh, him return next year, which is a, a positive. He's been great for Nebraska this year, made 12 of 13 field goals, including that 49-yarder against Purdue last week. Uh, so something to expect with Nebraska's special teams moving forward. Minnesota comes to Nebraska ailing um, this Saturday, 2-3 and three record. The, re- the record, a bit of a black eye, but more so with the COVID issues and the protocols that are in front of the Gophers. This will be Minnesota's first game in over three weeks, 22 days between kickoffs for the Gophers uh, due to the COVID-19 protocols and canceled uh, a couple of their last games um, canceled after they beat Purdue themselves 34-31. I believe that was a Friday. That was a Friday night game uh, in Minneapolis that Minnesota ended up winning 34-31. They've had 22 days off, and they'll be without a handful of players uh, in Lincoln as well. So Minnesota dealing with some setbacks, uh, and they'll be either well-rested or well-rusted as they come to Lincoln again, 11 a.m. kick, as pretty much they've all been for Nebraska here in 2020. Again, 531-546-86, the number to get into the show. Uh, That is our our, uh, phone number to call in, or you could also text the program, too, on our U.S. Cellular text line. Nebraska 811 says, go dig red before you dig. Always call or click 811 to have your utility lines marked. It's free. It's easy. It's the law. This is Nebraska Football Radio Hour. Hoping to welcome in here any minute. Nebraska defensive line coach Tony Tuyoti will st- step aside for a break, and when we come back, more chatter on Husker football, and we'll break down Nebraska's defensive line after the timeout. Download the NEX app today to complete your shopping experience at the Midwest's number one shopping destination, Nebraska Crossing, the official shopping center of Husker Nation. Welcome back to Nebraska Football Radio Hour. Ben McLaughlin with you, hopefully joined soon by Nebraska defensive line coach Tony Tuioti. One key that I feel this week is cliche, but even more so considering the uh, circumstances around Minnesota and what they've shown offensively this year for Nebraska on Saturday is trying to find a way to slow down Mo Ibrahim and who's better to talk with that uh, tonight with us than Tony Tuioti. His group up front has done a really good job against the run the last few weeks last week holding Purdue to negative rushing yards the first time since 2013 a Nebraska team uh, able to do that in a game 85 games that that stretch negative two rushing yards Michigan negative 21 back in November of 2013 so Nebraska able to put the clamps on Xander Horvath uh, King Doru and the others and do a nice job against Purdue, but also I feel like that kind of stemmed from what they were able to do against the Iowa Hawkeyes in the week before. Uh, we knew Iowa was going to try everything they could to use that stretch run against Nebraska and, and you know use prototypical Iowa offense and scheme against the Huskers, and they really had a hard time doing that. It, the leading rusher for Iowa, uh, Goodson, was held under four yards per carry, which I think you're happy with, and the longest rush for Iowa in that game against Nebraska was just 13 yards. So, again, Nebraska against the run the last few games have been really good, and that will need to continue against Minnesota um, as the 
Gophers are really doing everything they can to run their offense through the now junior running back, and he has been up to the challenge. He's had over 30 carries in almost every game for Minnesota, and even more uh, devastation for their offense as Rashad Bateman, who's projected as a top 10, top 15 overall draft pick in the draft here coming up in a few months he has opted out since Minnesota's last game. So they will be without their top playmaker on the outside, which leads me to believe even more so that Nebraska will uh, be forced to slow down Minnesota's running game. A lot of zone read, mid-zone runs with the running back, and uh, a lot of RPOs off that is what Minnesota has shown this season. And you hope that the confidence built from the Iowa game and the Purdue game for that defensive line can really do – uh, a number on that Purdue rushing or excuse me the Minnesota rushing attack because you know that's where uh, they're going to try and hurt them the most as uh, we welcome into the program now Nebraska defensive line coach Tony Tuioti getting ready to join us just off of a meeting and coach uh, first of all thanks for joining us I know a busy time you just wrapped up with the meeting I guess let's just start with the week of practice and how things have gone for everybody yeah, well, you know, it's always good to to practice. It's always good to correct things after a win. Uh, but our guys were focused this week, a lot of great energy. So we're excited and ready for this opportunity. we got to play against Minnesota. You're preaching. Coach, we were just talking a second ago about the job that the defensive line, really the entire team has done against the run the last couple of weeks. How confident are your boys right now uh, in stopping the run game planning for a team like Minnesota where you know Ibrahim's going to touch it a bunch. Yeah, you know, and, and their offense runs through him, especially in the run game. You know, I think overall he's probably touched the ball 155 times. That's his attempts. Uh, the next closest to him is 11. So we know that he's going to be a big part of that offense. they got a big offensive line. And uh, that's the main thing that we have to do coming in this Saturday is to be able to stop the run. Uh, put them in positions where we get a chance to uh, rush after the quarterback. But we've got a tough task at hand. You know, I think our guys have done a great job just trying to execute our game plan. You know, with Minnesota, they do what they do. They'll, they'll line up big people. They'll run downhill. Uh, they'll try to, you know, stress you on the edges. And uh, Ibrahim does a great job of taking it to the edges. He does a great job of sticking his foot in the ground and running downhill. So we just got to make sure we do a great job of being disciplined in our gaps, making sure that we're playing to our help. And the last couple of weeks, our guys have been successful at doing that. And uh, to be great in the run game, you got to have all 11 guys tied into it. I think our DBs have done a great job uh, fitting into the runs. Our, our linebackers have done a great job doing that. Uh, I think our outside linebackers have done a, a great job in setting the edges, too. So, you know, we're going to try to do that this Saturday. Um, again, what we've done the last two weeks um, is it, great, but, you know, it's a, it's a whole new game. So it's a life of its own when we play against Minnesota this week. So we know we got to buckle up and, and get ready for a, a hard hat day. Dorothy Lynch, home style and lean and light dressing, endless flavorabilities, tasty toppings, part of our football show sponsorships here on the Husker Sports Network. Coach, I know a lot of your guys outside of Ben Stilley didn't get a ton of snaps in that game last year against Minnesota, a game in which they really controlled the ball on the ground. How much can, can you take away as, as coaches from that game and pass along to some of those younger guys that weren't a, weren't a part of the game or on the field that night? Yeah, we spent all week, you know, just making sure that these guys understand what type of game this is going to be. Uh, the younger guys know uh, Minnesota got after us. Uh, it's not 
uh, it's not a game that we're, we're very proud of, especially in our room. Our guys take a lot of pride in, you know, trying to stop the run and being physical at the point of attack. And Minnesota, they outplayed us last year. Uh, they were more physical. They got us out of our gaps. And, you know, so we got to make sure that we, we, uh, we do the things to put us in a position where we can be better this week. And, um, you know, we watch the tape all all week this week, and it's a bitter taste in our mouth, and our guys are just looking for the challenge, especially the young guys. Ben Staley, like you said, is the only one that really took a lot of snaps in that game, but our young guys do a great job of watching tape, and they take pride in knowing that the older guys didn't do their best in that game, but they want to make it right coming this week. 531-546-86, the number to get into the show if you have a question or comment for Coach Tuioti here on our Woodhouse Auto Family Hotline, bringing you more choices in brands, locations, and service experience. The difference purchased with confidence, this is Woodhouse. Coach, talked about Ben Stilley already about playing in that game, but what has he meant to your room and for you as a coach to have a guy like that in your room when you have so many young players uh, but you have an experienced vet like Stilly who, who approaches, you know, every day of work and brings his heart out to work every day. Yeah, you know, I, I've mentioned it uh, pretty much in the beginning of the season when we're getting into the spring that Ben Stilly has been a tremendous asset to our program, especially for these young guys, uh, taking upon himself the leadership role and getting these guys to watch tape. Uh, they do extra things, and a lot of guys trust him. And I'm just so glad to see uh, Steely be able to have some uh, some production and have a pretty good season so far this year. And, um, you know, he's been tremendous. You know, he's great on the sidelines, does a great job of talking to the guys and keeping their energy up. And, you know, I really appreciate having Ben Steely here with us. And hopefully we'll get him another year. But um, he's, yeah. been, he's been great to have. Yeah, it's, it's weird circumstances this year with eligibility. And I know – uh, the coaches and the players are going to wait till a later time to have those conversations. But uh, sounds like the, the senior day ceremony will still happen at Memorial Stadium. Let's hope most of those guys get two of them and, and you right. can coach them all another year. Uh, coach, let's let's kind of flip the page and talk about some of these younger players. And, and a guy that's really playing well for you right now in the middle is, is Damian Daniels. We talked, I was talking about his brother Darian uh, earlier in the program. What, what, what steps has Damian taken to be that every down player and that reliable piece in the middle that you have to have running this scheme? You know, he's, he's uh, done a tremendous job this year just getting his body right, getting in, uh, and getting in better shape. That was something that I challenged him on, um, you know, from day one, and he's done a, he's done a great job of doing that. Uh, he played his, his most reps in the Iowa game, played 40, 44 snaps for me, I think. And, uh, you know, that's a lot for a big man like that. But, you know, just throughout the game, I'd always check in with him, and, and he wanted to play more. And he's, he's such at a great place right now, uh, I think just mentality-wise, especially in the, in the low red zone goal line. He's knocking guys back, physical at the point of attack. Um, last year, I primarily played him just on base defense because uh, I didn't feel like he can play in our four-down spacing when the game is going east and west. And, um, you know, he's proven to be able to do that for us too. So now he's pretty much playing in all of our packages, especially in our base down. And I'm just so proud of him and, and the hard work that he's put in uh, to his craft. And, you know, and it's showing up. And uh, he's getting more and more confident in being able to play more than just first, second down, base defense. So I'm just really proud of him what he's been able to do so far for us in the one game. Five three one five hundred forty six eighty six. The number getting the show. Let's take our first call tonight. Go out to Plattsmith and welcome on Drew. Hey Drew, you're on with Coach Tuioti. 
Hey, Coach. Uh, I just have a question. You know, Nebraska in the 90s, we, we had quite a few Polynesian players that had great success here. I know with your background there, um, that's a group that you've really targeted in recruiting. I was just wondering if you found it more difficult than expected to re- recruit those kids here to Nebraska. Um, and I guess in what specifically do they look for in regards to, um, you know, school school and the community and such, and uh, if you think we're going to start having some, some success there uh, here in the next year or two. So I'll just hang up and listen, and thanks for doing a great job. <laughs> thanks, Drew. I appreciate that. The, hopefully we'll be able to build that pipeline, um, you know, of having some more, uh, having some kids here from the, uh, you know, especially in Hawaii, some Polynesian ties to, come out here to the University of Nebraska and, you know, just really my, my mindset in, in, in recruiting kids with Polynesian ties is we want to make sure we bring the right kids into the program and, and into the building. And yes, obviously a lot of them like to stay on the West coast, but there are some few, we're doing a pretty good job uh, right now, just building relationships uh, like with any other culture, any other families that we're trying to recruit, just build relationships with them, just giving them, um, you know, just knowing the opportunity that they can get here at the University of Nebraska, a great tradition, a place where everybody loves football. And, you know, I think we're, we're, we have some traction with some of the Polynesian kids, uh, kids with Polynesian ties that come here to the University of Nebraska, but it's just got to be a right fit. It's got to be a right fit for both sides. And, you know, the great thing I love about being here at Nebraska, it's, uh, you know, and especially with Coach Frost, this is a this is a family atmosphere. You know, faith, family, and football is very, very important in this building. So it aligns with a lot of a lot of the families, uh, Polynesian culture families, families back home in Hawaii. So you know, I think there's there's some kids that are you know uh, liking to the culture that we got going on, and we're trying to establish that. And you know, like anything else, once we once we land one, then the pipeline's established, and we'll try to continue to build on that. Coach, what is it about maybe the the Polynesian culture kids that that are looking for places to play that might might be a little bit of different? What what kind of characteristics do some of those guys possess that that they hold value to and that are important to them of where they want to play? Uh, you know, it's you know just having a family atmosphere. The relationships going to be important. Um, you know, when when they're in the building, like in like. Most kids that that I try to recruit, whether they're Polynesian or they're from any other background, family, um, you know, I think the biggest part in recruiting is making sure that there's there's a relationship built, there's a trust built, not only between the football player and the coach, but also the parents. And, um, you know, I think with Coach Frost, it's awesome recruiting with him. It's awesome recruiting with Coach Janander. Um, you know, because they do a great job of not only uh, building a relationship with the player, but also with the with the families and the parents. So, um, you know, I think most of the kids that we're talking to right now that have uh, Polynesian ties or kids from Hawaii, they're, they're starting to see uh, what Coach Cross is building here, the vision, and uh, and they like it. So, I think we have some good traction with some of the kids, and uh, you know, hopefully, when it comes to signing day, that we'll be able to have some. Uh, that'll That's be a part of our program. That's fantastic, and I think uh, you know everybody's hoping to see the the program grow. But you know, to see them um, do that in the right way, and uh, you know, get the kids in here that that want to be a part of it is is the ultimate goal. Every day is a road game for truckers and truck center companies. Your local Freightliner dealer has kept you driving for over forty years. Truck center companies, warriors 
on the road. Coach, let's talk about uh, some of these other guys that are getting significant snaps for the first time in their careers. And, and let's start with Casey Rogers. This is a young man who came in with an interesting athletic background to Nebraska, and we've really seen him kind of turn a corner this year. When could you sense that Casey Rogers was starting to figure some things out and that he was really going to help you up front? Uh, spring ball and training camp. Um, you know, I started seeing Casey really trust his uh, fundamental technique. I think just him understanding uh, the scheme of the defense and how how he can make his plays within the scheme of the defense. Uh, he's showed up a lot during training camp, and once once that happened for me, I, I knew that Casey was was uh, making the steps in the right way. And uh, just talking with Casey and just talking through with him in film. Um, he's starting to understand what the offense is trying to do to him, what type of blocks are coming to him. He's understanding um, how to win one-on-one pass rushes against offensive linemen, what moves are good uh, to use against certain guys. And then, you know, just being able to take in all the all the coaching. He's a great kid, takes uh, great notes. He takes a lot of pride in, in what he does, and he's a true blue-collar kid. He's, he's athletic for his size. He can run. Coach Duvall's done a great job in the weight room. Uh, getting them strong. So last year he played a little bit for us, uh, but, you know, as a young player, it takes some time for you to get used to the speed of the game, the physicality of the game. And I, I, I thought that was beneficial for him to just play the few snaps and being behind uh, Carlos and, and uh, Khalil Davis and just watching those guys and learning from them. Um, I think all the, all those things helped him. And, and help them be able to groom to what he is right now. But I'm really, really excited about him. Uh, he's getting better and better every week. And, um, you know, I'm just excited to see what the, what the future is going to look like for him. But he's taking a bunch of snaps for us, and um, I'm just glad to see what he's doing and, and how he's competing for us each and every day. Another guy that you threw into the deep end and had to be careful with last year was was Ty, Ty Robinson, uh, with that four-game rule. We saw him a little bit late against teams like Wisconsin and Iowa. thought he played pretty well, held up pretty well for a true freshman. We all saw the, the work that he put in the offseason with his body, have seen the impact that he can have on games already as a redshirt freshman. What is it about Ty as a player, Coach, that you know it's, it just always seems like there's a fire under him every time he's out there, every time he's speaking? Um, what what is it about his his attitude that you like that gives you a lot of confidence in what he could be here at Nebraska? Yeah, I think it's I think he hit it right on the head. It's just his attitude, his mentality, his makeup. Um, he takes a lot of pride in in wanting to be the best football player he can be. He takes a lot of pride in in just doing things the right way. And the one thing for Ty too as well is he wants to be so perfect at a lot of things that when he makes mistakes, uh, sometimes he he takes. He, he holds on a little bit too long, and that just tells me uh, the type of uh, mindset he has. He, he wants to play so well for the University of Nebraska. He does everything right, um, not only on the football field. He gives you his best. It's also in the weight room. It's in the classroom. Uh, he's a tremendous kid, and I really think that the future is going to be bright for him when it's all said and done. There's also a couple of guys, Coach, that are still trying to find their way, and I know are probably plugging along, working hard. One of them I know was nursing a bit of an injury in Jordan Riley, but how have you seen Jordan and guys like Keem Green continue to develop and you know, Keem making that jump from, from junior college and continue to plug away and try and earn, earn themselves some playing time? Yeah, with Jordan Riley, you know, one of the things with him, he was having a really, really good training camp, 
Um, and then the week before training camp, he, in, he injured his knee. So uh, he missed the Ohio State week. He was in the knee brace. So that set him back a little bit. Um, just now I'm starting to see him be able to get his twitch back. He, he doesn't have the knee brace anymore. Uh, he's starting to look like the guy that I saw in training camp that, to me, um, was going to be a guy that was going to have a really, really good season for us. But, um, you know, he looked really, really good this week. This is a big big team that's going to try to run downhill for us. So I expect a lot of snaps for Jordan Riley to be able to help us out. Um, this is the reason why we recruited a, a kid like Jordan Riley to be able to help us versus teams like this. Uh, and same thing with Keem Green. And everybody develops at, at different times and they grow. Sometimes people need more time. And Keem Green is uh, slowly – um, getting there, but there's flashes for him. It's just uh, being more consistent, you know, and being able to strike at the point of attack and, and do the things the right way so that we can get him on the field a little bit more. So, um, you know, we got a lot of talent. We got a lot of size. Uh, we just got to continue to be hungry to, to improve each and every week. And what we've done the last two weeks, it's, it's fine, but it doesn't matter when we kick off on Saturday. It's what we do in the moment. Coach, we've uh, heard a lot over the last couple of weeks, and specifically this week. I know Coach Frost was asked about it today, about the attitude in practice after a win, and we're getting the sense that this week was completely different uh, before Illinois. What type of attitude and intensity have you seen in practice this week, particularly from your guys, about the challenge in front of them? Because you could make the case that, that your group, that defensive line, could determine the outcome of the game. Yeah, you know, and for our guys, it really doesn't take that much motivation. They already know what they did last week doesn't matter to me. It's about what we do in the meetings today. It's what we do at practice today. So just try to keep them focused on just winning the one. And really, that's what we talked about all week, just win the one. And that's being in practice today, just being in the moment. Nothing else matters as long as we're focused in the moment and not worried about what, what we did last week and pat us in the back because nobody cares anymore. It's about preparing for this game in Minnesota, and we know we got a big challenge ahead of us. Uh, we were embarrassed in how we performed last week uh, last year against this team, so we got to work it out for us, and these guys know and understand that this game is going to be won in the trenches. Coach, we appreciate it. Thanks so much for jumping on after the meeting. I know it was a short turnaround, but we appreciate you able to be flexible with us and give us a few minutes. We wish you the best of luck this Saturday and finish out the week the right way in practice in preparation for the Gophers. Go get them Saturday, Coach. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. Coach Toyote, Nebraska defensive line coach with us here on Sports Nightly. Appreciate his time very much as the Huskers gear up for the Minnesota Golden Gophers 11 o'clock at Memorial Stadium. Download the NEX app today to complete your shopping experience at the Midwest's number one shopping destination, Nebraska Crossing, the official shopping center of Husker Nation. It's going to do it for coverage of Sports Nightly here tonight. We'll hand things over to Nebraska women's basketball. Matt Cotney, Jeff Grish on the call as the Huskers battle Illinois. That's all coming up next here on the Husker Sports Network. Have a great night. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You're listening to Sports Nightly, presented by the NDOT Highway Safety Office, who remind you to buckle up and put the phone down. This is the Husker Sports Network.